The Word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you just can't get past, it starts with making a choice to let it go. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to talk about... Something I've never talked about here before. Forgiveness. Now, I think we all know what forgiveness is. But I want to focus not on our receiving of forgiveness, but on our willingness to give it. You see, we've all done wrong, and we've all been wronged. But most of us are better at asking forgiveness for what we've done than forgiving those that have wronged us. And many of us believe that we don't have to consider forgiveness until someone who's done us wrong comes to us and asks for it. But forgiveness should start with us. And it's necessary for us to move past anger and bitterness that comes into our life. And believe it or not, some of us don't know how to forgive. And some of us find it very difficult to forgive. So here are some things that we need to remember about forgiveness. First, forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. It's an act of our will. You don't have to do it. But when you don't, there's consequences. Not forgiving keeps you holding on to anger or resentment towards someone and therefore makes you a victim of a situation. The next thing that we want to remember is that one of the greatest misconceptions about forgiveness is the belief That forgiving the offender means you condone the offense. When we forgive, we let the person off the hook. But we don't condone their wrongful act. And in fact, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you have to reconcile with them. Forgiveness is a very personal matter. It's about finding peace over a person and their actions. It's about making a choice and letting it go. I love this saying about forgiveness. You know you've forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind. You know you have forgiven someone when he or she has harmless passage through your mind. And finally, we have to remember that forgiveness is a miracle. We know this because our hope, our salvation, our future is based on what Christ did to forgive us for our sins. So when we forgive, we demonstrate a characteristic of Christ. You see, forgiveness isn't just writing off a wrong as if it 
didn't matter or, was, or that it was no big deal. Forgiveness says, yes, it was a big deal. It was wrong. It mattered and it hurt. But I release it in Jesus' name. And when we acknowledge our hurt and we stop ignoring it, then we can make a conscious choice to let it go. That's when the miracle of forgiveness is enacted and healing begins. The word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you just can't get past, it starts with making a choice to let it go. It's not hard once you take that step. And you have to remember that you'll never forgive anyone as much as God has forgiven you. There's tremendous freedom in your willingness to forgive today. And I think the best way I ever heard it explained was in John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. He said this, Forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and then realizing the prisoner was you. What is heaven like? Coming up, find out why every Christian, both young and old, should rejoice in the promise and anticipation of heaven. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. First, let me ask you a question. How many of you saw some of the royal wedding a few weeks ago? You know, Prince William, Kate, yeah, a bunch of you. I, I, can, I have to confess that I didn't really watch any of it live. Uh, fortunately, it was a really big deal. It was kind of like ESPN, ESPN Sports Center. I uh, had plenty of opportunity to see the highlights of the wedding. And I, I have to say, it was quite an event, and the British really know how to throw a party. Uh, how many knew that Des and Mary came from a place that liked to party so much? I mean, who knew? I think, though, most American men had some of the same observations that I did when I saw it. The first thing was I just couldn't help but wonder, since I have two daughters and I've paid for a few of these things, is who is paying for all that? 
I was, I was really feeling it for the father of the bride. I mean, I know he's thinking, of all the lads in England, she has to marry the monarch. My accent wasn't so great, was it? Well, anyway, I figure the father of the bride choked on a crumpet or something when he heard what this thing was going to cost. And, and they say that over 2 billion people witnessed this wedding all over the world. The actual cost of the wedding was around $32 million. They spent over a million dollars on flowers. The wedding cake, $80,000, which, by the way, Ron Schaefer, that makes our sign seem like a really good deal. (laughs) But anyway... While taking all of this royal wedding stuff in, I couldn't help but think this may have been the biggest celebration that the world has ever seen. And it was such a great celebration that I transitioned that to, I couldn't help but wonder how it will compare to the celebration that we'll have someday when we come together in heaven and meet Jesus. And I have to tell you, I like thinking about heaven. I don't think about dying very much, but I like thinking about heaven. I don't know why we don't talk about heaven more. Some people say, well, you can't talk about heaven without talking about hell. Yes, you can. I disagree with that. Why would anyone want to talk about hell except in context of acknowledging its horrible existence? I don't want to go there, so I don't want to talk about it. Talking about hell instead of heaven is like talking about Beirut instead of Hawaii. I've never been there, but I've heard enough about it to know I don't want to go. But heaven, heaven is somewhere I really want to go in a place that I want to see. I realize that the word is a little sketchy at best in describing heaven, but I believe that the Lord even had a purpose in that. But let me remind you of a few things that we do know about heaven. Like, where is, where is heaven? Is it, where, where are we going to find it? Well, let me tell you something. Heaven is a real place, like Chicago. <laughs> Vic says, I hope not. <laughs> okay, or Fort Worth, Texas. Listen to what the Lord said the night before he was crucified. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a place where God lives, and he has rooms for people, like Rich Carlton. What is heaven like? We have to piece together these facts from all over the Bible, but the Word tells us that heaven is a city designed and built by God himself. Heaven is described as a better country and like a paradise. Heaven is where Christians go when they die. It says that the streets are paved with gold and the gates inlaid in pearls. And based on the, world, based on the word, there's some assumptions about heaven that we can't make. Like this, it would be a city with no pollution and no crime and no violence. No greedy politicians. No drug dealers. We believe it's filled with beautiful parks, rivers, meadows, 
flowing streams, flowers that bloom all the time, every plant free from disease. There'll be the sound of children laughing, bright conversation, music floating in all directions. There'll be no tears, no sorrow, no regret, no remorse, no bitterness, no failure, no wheelchairs, no eyeglasses, (laughs) no hearing aids, no hospitals, no nursing homes, no paramedics, no ambulances, no cancer. No heart, no heart attacks, no headaches, therefore no aspirin. And there's one thing for sure you won't find in heaven. You know what that is? Cemeteries. There's no funerals in the city where no one ever dies. You see, when you accept Christ, you have to believe in the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, heaven is a real place. It's a place where by faith we know that the Lord intentionally spared us all the details of heaven. Why would he do that? I can tell you what I believe. I believe it's because heaven is so magnificent, so wonderful a place. Our minds could never grasp it or understand it. The word helps me out there. It says this. This is the King James Version. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for them that love him. I believe the word is saying that the Lord has a celebration prepared for us that will make the royal wedding look like a tailgate party. Every Christian, every Christian, young and old, should rejoice every day in the promise and anticipation of heaven. And not just because it's really there or because of what it will be like, but mainly because of who is there. Because not only will we be reunited with our loved ones who have gone before us, but we at last will meet our Master and our Creator and the Savior of our souls. Jesus will be there. Jesus will be there. The one who we will worship without distraction, will serve without exhaustion, We'll fellowship without fear. We'll learn without fatigue. And we'll live. We'll live in glory forever and ever. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, I want to go there. I want to go there this morning. Can you say amen? One thing I learned about when I, when I went to, when I went to uh, prepare a few words about heaven is you can't do it in five minutes. One of the most frustrating things I've ever done. You can't talk about heaven in a few minutes. You want to talk about heaven as long as we want to be there forever. Did you know that there are blessings that come from being a good steward over your finances? Stay right where you are to learn three simple steps to gain control of your finances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, then I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. 
It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N E B O Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I don't know about you, or maybe it is just me, but does it seem like there's just never enough money? Do you feel like you're just out there trying to make a living, but the pressure to take care of everything from health care to taxes, which is coming up, is just overwhelming? Does anybody feel like that? Well, I want to tell you that the pressure that you're feeling is so common that just about all of us can relate to it. In fact, speaking of taxes reminds me of a story about a businessman who's on his deathbed. He calls his best friend over and says, I want you to promise me that when I die, you will have my remains cremated. Okay, says his friend, what do you want me to do with your ashes? And the businessman says, just put them in an envelope and mail them to the IRS and write on the envelope, now you have everything. Well, it's true, too many of us are so used to living in this constant financial pressure cooker to the point where at times there's a feeling of hopelessness that we'll never know an easier time. Well, God knows I don't have the secret for working out all your financial issues this morning, but I do know that while God uses money to test us and to see how spiritually mature we are, He doesn't want us to be drowning financially, and He's given us several very useful bits of wisdom through His Word to relieve this pressure and stabilize our finances. It's very simple. The first thing we need to do is understand what our real financial situation is. And to do that, we have to be willing to apply some math to it. We can't get it under control until we resolve our current status. The Word says, know the state of your flocks and herds. Now, back then when they wrote this, everybody was a farmer or a rancher, okay? But I relate to this because we have two dogs that cost almost as much to raise as our kids did. That's our flock. Okay, but once we understand our current situation, then the next thing we have to do is to plan our spending, and this is easier said than done. But you have to realize that because Financial freedom is rarely based on income, but it's based on what we spend. If we have bad spending habits, then it doesn't matter how much we make. Proverbs says, plan carefully, but if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Now, to do this, we have to identify our spending weaknesses. Now, this is going to hit home because most of us have spending weaknesses and those are the things that you really don't have to have but you go ahead and buy them anyway we just have to remember that old saying 
the most important things in life are not things. My wife, God love her, she'll tell you that old impulse shopping is a weakness of hers. And I often accuse her of graduating from the University of Nordstrom's because of all the hours that she's logged in there. But until we put a number on what we spend and stick to it, we just won't make any progress. And the third thing that will do the most is to stabilize your finances, believe it or not, is to simply tithe. God said in the book of Malachi to test me in this and I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings that you need. You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. When we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. When we tithe, we make a powerful statement that's meaningful to God and meaningful to ourselves. Tithing makes a statement of gratitude for everything that God has given us. We make a statement of priority that God is first with our finances. And we make a statement of faith in His promise that He's going to take care of us. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we aren't practicing some stewardship. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we are, are not practicing some stewardship and some control over our finances. And as surely as I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself. I'm asking God to forgive me for some of the unwise and careless decisions that I've made in my life. And I'm asking Him to help me go forward using the wisdom of His Word. And I believe if we will just trust Him, then something good will happen. In Jesus' name. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org Pregnant, single, alone Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.